You're listening to the Backstage Pass podcast, hosted by Hannah Schigel and brought to you by The Backstage Pass podcast is a guide for upcoming artists and newcomers to the music industry. Each week, I speak to experts in different fields, and in this episode, I'll be talking to Lorenzo Di Pascalis about what it's like to be a VJ working for Martin Garrix and how he creates some of the most impressive lighting and visual effects I've ever seen in a live show. Lorenzo Di Pascalis, how are you today? I am very good, thank you for asking. How about you? I'm good. Are you joining us from Umbra World HQ? Correct. We're here in the office in uh, Hackney Downs Studios in London. You are a VJ and a visual specialist. How did you get into that? Um, it had a weird start. Initially, I used to work in this uh, small club, a small venue in uh, close to Milan. Uh, and I used right. to organize like punk rock shows. So a completely different ah, thing. And it was just wow. me and my friends having fun and like playing instruments. And, you know, yeah. just, it was it was a small thing. Uh, but this venue at some point, um, they were all my friends as well inside the venue. So I was trying to help them out with whatever I could do. Uh, and one of the guys told me, like, there's this thing called visuals. You should, like, check it out. I was like, okay, I'll check it out. And uh, it just, I just immersed myself into this thing. And, and especially the 3D design of, of this uh, became my, you know, daily, daily uh, creative thing. Um, so yeah. that's how it started, basically. It's, it's someone asked me to, to just have fun with something and then it ended up being my, my job. Wow, that tends to be the best way, doesn't it? Like finding something that you're super, that you find really exciting and then... Yeah, that was it. What kind of software did you use when you first so there's, started? There's a few different softwares. The one I'm, I use mainly for design stuff is, has always been the same that I've, I've used since I started. It's called Cinema 4D. So that's to okay. create all the 3D animations and, and general 3D objects and things. And then for post-production... Uh, I use After Effects, which is an Adobe, Adobe yeah. product. Um, and then we in the studio, we kind of explored a few different things, a few different softwares. Uh, there's softwares for like texturing, there's software for doing uh, crazy simulations. Uh, and then there's all the software for doing VJing, which is um, the main software I've always used is called Resolume. Um, that's right. the one from start to finish that we've used for all the shows we've done, basically. It sounds really, really complicated, is it? Uh, I don't know. I, I, feel, I feel like, uh, you know, you deal with audio uh, and you record songs and you do all these sort of things that for me are difficult in comparison. But then in the end of the day, okay. that's what you do is probably quite easy. Or, I mean, it's still challenging, obviously, because clients have some crazy requests sometimes, but... You find ways around it. You find a way to, to get it to work. So it's yeah. it's it's also a big passion for all of us uh, to to have fun with with creating things. So it's it's nice. We like it. It sounds really fun as well. I know that you've worked with Jessie J on her um, live performances and Liam Payne on Jimmy Fallon and Martin Garrix's tours and stuff like that. What's the most exciting project you've ever worked on? The last project we did before uh, lockdown was this show for DJ Snake. And the, the screen was huge. It was so big. And it was like in this 3D cube composition. That for me was super yeah. exciting to explore this, this space, this, this, this huge space. Uh, with Martin, we explored so many different styles and, and 
uh, glitches and uh, filming and doing all this this sort of stuff and that was super exciting as well for us you know it's it's all new things and, and exploring things that you know but you want to bring to another level that is yours uh, compared to you know references you can find on the internet or, or videos you used to see um, we we tend to explore a lot into into things that might be simple and make make them more complicated in hours so I think there's there's never been one single project that I liked like the most. Okay. I guess Martin was the longest one and, and uh, I've worked for, for him, with, with him for a lot of years. So it kind of grew uh, to be an amazing uh, relationship in those times. So it was from start to finish, you know, creating amazing things and starting off smaller and then growing up with, yeah. with that. Have you ever done anything that's gone, that you've had to make last minute changes on because something's gone Always? wrong? Yeah. <laughs> We the the it really depends from the shows. If you're working with DJs, especially, the amount of stuff that you do for a show is a lot bigger than you would do for like Jesse J or, or yeah. an act that you know you can you can rely on cameras. You can rely on on her and her talent. Uh, whilst Martin is obviously super talented and amazing producer, but he's in one point he doesn't move. Um, mm. And um, just a bit yeah. of this. Yeah, correct. So uh, the screen changes changes all the time. The dimension change all the time. And, you know, I find myself a lot of times creating custom content for these screens the day of the show. Uh, it was fun, obviously, wow. but there was a lot there was a lot going on into preparing those things. Obviously, it wasn't just showing up and the show's ready, let's go. It was, it was a lot of pre-work to do per show. But in the end, the result was amazing. So I think uh, it was worth putting the effort in that. If you have an unlimited budget and an unlimited access to light, is there anything that you can't do? You can really do a lot of things now. It's just uh, a lot of things you might have to uh, make sure they're safe. That is the important thing. Right. Because when you talk to, like, when you told me if you had an unlimited budget, I was already thinking about like drones carrying around lights and just moving oh, wow. around and lasers and everything and. Potentially, you could do that, but would it be the safest thing in the world? Probably no, not yet. Yeah. <laughs> the possibilities are endless, aren't they? If you had a piece of advice to give to someone who was interested in becoming like a visual specialist or a VJ, what what area would you say to kind of focus on? What would you say, you know, how would you get into that? It kind of depends what you like to do. Uh, so, yeah. for instance... We have people that work with us that like editing and they don't produce the stuff that they edit. Uh, we have people that film and we have people that do 2D animation, 3D animation. And there's such a big variety of things. And then at the same time, you can only be a VJ and that is an option. You can go around yeah. with content that is produced by whoever it is uh, and just play with it live and, and, and you know, follow the direction of the, the music and the artist. So there's really many ways that... For, for my personal experience, if you um, try getting into this road, if you create your own content, um, it's definitely, um, I don't know how to say it, but more satisfying for myself, for instance, to create something and then see it on the screen. Uh, it's, it's, it's a big emotion. It's something really cool yeah. that you see on this massive wall. Um, and at the same time, it gives you, if you learn how to make content, being 2D, 3D, filming, whatever it is, 
and you find your style, then you're good to go. Like you, you, you can find an artist that likes what you like and you can create an amazing show. So there's, there's many ways to get into this. And I think the big part of it, aside from, you know, just learning the software, which is quite easy, uh, is trying to create something that is yours, trying to create something that you can be proud of on seeing on screen and then you can uh, potentially collaborate with someone on uh, so an artist, for instance, to create a show that is yours. So for a while you were, I guess, working on things by yourself and then expanded to have the Umbra World team. What was the point at which you thought, I need to bring more people into what I'm doing? Two years ago, uh, I, I started uh, working on a lot of projects where um, I had the creative direction and I had the art direction. So I had to put teams together to help me out, obviously, because these these projects can last one, two, three months, but it's a lot of songs, uh, mainly right. with DJs. And, you know, DJs kind of have such a big um, amount of songs they can play in a set. It's never the same. Uh, so you kind of have to cover all of it in some way, uh, yeah. which is it's, it's a, fun, a fun thing to do. Um, <laughs> so at that point, uh, I was obviously relying on a lot of freelancers, which most of them still work uh, with us on a lot of these projects. Um, and a couple of studios that helped me out on a few projects. And I figured out, you know, at some point in time, I'm going to be a bit tired of touring this much. Um, and I want, this is what I kind of like to do. It's, it's evolved from, obviously, I wanted to travel the whole world and, and do all the shows I could possibly do in the whole world to, okay, I've done that now. I can just chill out for a second. Um, <laughs> yeah. And at the same time, I was still touring with Martin and I met uh, my girlfriend now, Julia, which uh, obviously this was a big change for me, not having anyone to pass from, to, to, to have a girlfriend that is there with me. Uh, she kind of pushed me to, to, uh, to create Umbra and see what the potential could be. And so that, that was the first, the first uh, strong point for me. Julia kind of helped with the name and create like do all the the, the management stuff with me um, and now one year later you know the team is expanded and we're working on a big big variety of projects from corporate to music so it's going amazingly well well it's been great to speak to you about all this i do find it so fascinating what is your track of the week what is my track of the week that is a good question can i check on my phone really quick the name of the track yeah. i'm listening to the yeah most. yeah you can so the artist is called Apache, and oh. it's like kind of a, a really interesting classical dubstep. I'm, I'm not sure how oh, to define cool. that. Uh, it's actually okay. the whole album he released is pretty cool. Um, wow. It's the whole thing. That's why I'm listening to the most right now. It's just weird and interesting cool. at the same time. Yeah. What is the best lesson you've learned so far in your career? I can say probably two. Okay. The first yeah, one is, <laughs> if you want to work in music, um, this is something I learned while I was on tour as well, speaking to like a set carp. Um, that, you know, I was, it was my first tour. I didn't really know anything. Um, yeah. But this struck with me and it was really important for my career. And I think most of what I do is because I respected this rule. Just don't be in, in the way of an artist. Just don't, you're not, you're, you're there to work. The, obviously, there's a lot of artists we, which we created relationships with and now we're friends and it's, it's amazing. Uh, but yeah. they're the artists and you have to just do your thing. 
it's you know many times um, fans from like Martin or other artists write to us and they're like hey how can I come to work for the team and that per se is a very difficult thing because if you're a massive fan of an artist it's going to be really difficult to to get into a team because it's just not not easy for anyone to have someone around that is is uh, you know obviously I like the music Martin does and, and yeah. But he, he was my boss. He wasn't, uh, and a friend, but he wasn't just someone I can look up to in that in those times. Yeah. So um, uh, I think that is one of the biggest things in, in, in the music industry in general. You, you obviously can be a fan of someone, but you can't show it how, how you would. Um, and it's, it's still hard, work. isn't it? Of course, of I think course, absolutely. Sometimes you put people on a pedestal, but they're, but they're people. They're absolutely. just people. And I mean, I say just people. It's not that they're anything they're less people. by just being a person. Yeah, they're they're they might be an amazing person, but but they're a person. And and it's like what you say if you if you're working for somebody, but you it's it hard, it isn't it? Weird. Like you, yeah. you can admire them and admire what they do, but if you behave in a way that isn't just normal, it's going to make them feel uncomfortable in a in a situation where they Absolutely. need to feel comfortable to be able to give the, the best performance so that is yeah exactly. it's a tricky one isn't it yeah but I think it, I learned a lot from that and and as I said eventually it, being on tour with someone so long obviously you become friends and you chat and you yeah. talk about your personal life or whatever it is that you you, you yeah. want to do um but you know it's, it's really important to to try and keep those boundaries and, and try and respect them because you have to be yourself and it's already not the easiest thing when you, you have like a massive star in front of you. Obviously, you're, <laughs> yeah. it's just how it is. I think I, I think that's pretty normal for everyone. Yeah. Uh, I don't think yeah. anyone would like not care completely. Uh, but yeah, that's that's one advice that was really helpful for me. And uh, the second advice is just to push as much as you can towards your goals. And, and it's, it's uh, uh, something that happened to me as I was pushing so hard to reach these goals and I would get there and then I would have another massive goal and I, I kept on doing that and and I think that was the one of the biggest things that, that brought me here and you know to to kind of dream super big and, and try and get there and then eventually it happens if you push really hard and it happens if you work really hard so yeah I hope I hope yeah no it does I think you have to dream big but also work hard like if you're just waiting if you're just yeah, dreaming, you know. <laughs> yeah. Of course. Yeah. I find all this stuff really fascinating and I think that a lot of people will enjoy this episode. So thanks very much. I hope you have a great day and I'll speak to you soon. Cheers. Thank you. Thanks for tuning into this episode. Be sure to hit subscribe and leave a comment to let us know what you think. And I will see you next time on Backstage Pass. <laughs>